This is a life history or personal biography compiled from a diary written by Harold Evans Baker, who was born 20 April 1896 and died 12 February 1968. This is from a document typewritten by Marva May Baker Strickland, read by Kirk Strickland, Harold Evans Baker's grandson. And I'm reading this on the 11th of April, 2017. A diary of Harold Evans Baker is written by himself. Harold Evans Baker was born April 20th, 1896, and died February 12th, 1968. October 25th, 1943. This is a record of my life as I can remember, being in my 47th year of my life and enjoying some good health, being away from home, doing some defense work, and with lots of long evenings to pass. I will do as best I can. I was born in the little town of Franklin in the county of Franklin, Idaho, in the year of 1896, on the 20th of April, in a large house my dad had built in the south part of the city. The property was left him by his father, Charles Walter Baker, my own father's name being Benjamin Charles Baker, and he was born November 4, 1862. My mother's name is Lucy Evans Baker. She was born in Wales on June 13, 1864. My early days were spent as those of most boys are, not taking much interest in life until I was six years of age. At that time, I attended school at a private school in Franklin taught by a lady named Mrs. Elliot of Presbyterian faith. She was very strict and very often would use a large whip on the mischievous pupils. I went with my two sisters, Lucilla and Zelma, whom fought many a battle for me. I, being very bashful and timid, all the boys of older age would tease me to hear me cry. Then my sisters would take a part and many times would get in real fights. The spirit of man and wife in our home was not good at all. My dad and mother continually argued over things of no value. Often my mother would leave the ranch in the fall and go to town to put the four of us in school while Dad cared not for our schooling and would rather that we all stayed on the ranch. They came very nearly separating. I would stay with my mother and sisters, but if my dad had any work to do, he took me to the ranch and out of school at will. Therefore, my education was very limited. Then Dad built a large house on the ranch and made things more comfortable, so my mother moved there for good, selling the home in town and sending us kids to school in Cherryville. I attended this school until I was in the seventh grade. Then I rode a horse the five miles to town to take the eighth grade under Mr. Cecil Shipley, who graduated me in the spring of 1912. 
My mother was very anxious for me to make of myself something worthwhile in education or music, but my dad was not interested and would not finance such. However, it was at this time that I learned what I did on the violin, which was very limited. It was while I was in my last year of grade school that I met my dear wife. I had stayed in the hills so long without much feminine society, so the day I saw her first, I liked her when I never knew her. Then I went to Fairview to a dance one night. It's her hometown. She was there. I will always remember how well she looked that night. I wanted to take her home, but had fear of being turned down. Then a friend bet me one dollar she would go with me. So with the stake safely in the hands of the dance manager, I asked her, and was I surprised? She said yes. So I lost my dollar, but she kissed me good night. That night I knew I had found a real friend, so she was my real girl forever. I did, however, attend the Oneida Academy the year of 1913-14 at Preston. It was this time I was very sick with the mumps. I was staying at Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Thomas's. I learned to love these people very much. However, before school was out in the spring, I was back on the ranch working and did not get my credits for that I had taken. I kept steady company with Alice, although she was not going to school at all. During the next year, I worked on the farm making my own spending money when there was not much to do at home. Still, there was much contention in our home. Neither I nor mother could agree with Dad. He was for making all the money he could and keeping it. Several times he would kick me off the ranch and mother would go and get me back. I just had to stay with her, for she was always on my side and I on her side, and we shared lots of comfort in each other. It was that fall and winter that we did logging in the canyon, of which we got some 30,000 feet of timber. I stayed with John Bocut in the canyon. It was that winter on the 15th day of January, 1915, that the Gibson boys were killed in the canyon in a snowslide. A very sad affair, as they were two good friends of mine. The next summer was spent in much the same way, working on the farm. It was early in this summer that I gave Alice her ruby engagement ring, and was she glad of that. She was the proudest girl in town, there was so much discontent in my own home that I longed to take her and make one of my own. But the age was against us. We were only 19 years old. We took a trip to Burley that summer and had 10 days of delightful moments together, visiting Aunt Lillian Lowe and family. On our way home from Burley on the 4th of August, 1915, the papers were shouting the news of the First World War. Germany had gone on a rampage. That fall, I started to attend school in Logan. 
My mother had gone to the World's Fair in San Francisco, and at this time, I decided I could not stay away from Alice any longer, although my mother never liked her for some reason. I never did learn why, and she never would have gave her consent. So while she was away, sorry to say, we got my dad's consent, and I quit school, and on the 30th day of November, 20 minutes past one, we were married in the year 1915 in the Preston Courthouse by George Crockett, and my life seemed to be full for the time. I had chosen my life's companion, and never have I ever felt the joy and satisfaction as I felt then. I was going to make a home for me and Alice, one that I long dreamed of, one of love for one another, not the kind of pulling away all the time, but of pulling together, and I surely got into a very nice family. I was treated as one of the family, and to the time of their death, I truly loved the mother and father of Alice, and likewise I felt as they thought the world of me, and I tried to live to everything they thought me to be. It was they that made me think of my religion most. It was in their home that I learned to pray, family style, for they always knelt in prayer every morning, Mrs. Gilbert as well as Elijah, and they prayed from their hearts. They really believed in God and feared Him, and they really set a worthy example to their children. Dad Gilbert explained the principles of our gospel to me by the hour, so much that on March the 16th, 1916, Alice and I were married in the Logan Temple. It was Alice's birthday. Now we were really tied together for keeps.